Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy And it's one, two, three, four, five, podcast. 10, 9, 8, 76 or podcast. Sorry, guys. I know this is a wrestling podcast, but my team just traded for Tobias Harris. I'm a little excited about it. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the man who's out of songs about wrestling. I can't think of them anymore. I feel like I've done a lot of them. I'm going to dig back in. I thought you were going to do Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <sighs> oh, sorry. You want me to go back? No. Spend no. my days working hard on the pod. I... <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you want uh, the podcast? The podcast? The podcast? You want like the old? There you go. There's your double J. Thank you. Why do, Thank why you. do we have to? Do we have to? All right. Never mind. <laughs> I'm the cast master, Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the bus buster, Danielle Radford. <laughs> Factually untrue. <laughs> and big Lindsay Langston slash Kelk. I had to sure. wear Kelk in there. I'm sorry, Julian. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, did I get married? Amazing. The Kelk streak is broken. I could broken. do so much worse. Well, we just got it off the notebook where he's been writing Noted. what your name would look Shush, like. Shush, Hal, that's just for me. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> We have a special guest here. He's the content editor for the website Black Nerd Problems. It's Omar, the whole damn Shomar Holman. Omar, thanks for joining us. Ooh, love that. No problem. Thanks good. for having me. Before we get started, Omar, tell us a little bit about your wrestling fandom. I saw my uncle when I came to New Jersey. My uncle was watching uh, Monday Night Raw, I believe. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to keep following that. Uh, I also followed WCW. Uh, I got into it again recently because a friend um, suggested watching Ember Moon. And I was like, oh, well. I'm back in. That was about two years ago. I'm like, oh, I'm all in again now. Solid nice. friend recommendation. Yeah, man. Well, great. Uh, well, let's jump right in then. Uh, there was a football game last Sunday, and it sucked. So we're not going to talk about it. But Why would we on this wrestling podcast? Why would we? We only talk about them when certain teams' fans eat poop. If That's right. If there's no poop fans, we don't talk about Considering it. Considering that one of the people on that winning team is probably going to be a wrestler yeah, there in is the that. next two or three years, I think it kind of has appeared in a WWE could, ring could at a WrestleMania. Up. We don't know. Fun stat from that game the last team to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl was the Philadelphia Eagles. But we had halftime heat. WWE brought it back. No empty arena match this time. Instead, we got a live match from uh, Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, and Ricochet taking on Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. I mean, how do you have a bad match with those six? It was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted out of a halftime heat. Like, I, I I don't need it to be, like, fancy WWE production. I don't need any of that stuff. I need a good match that shows people who might be tuning in because they're curious, especially since the actual halftime fucking sucked. Um that shows them how good I mean how good NXT is. Yeah. I, I don't even I, I don't need them to watch the main product. No. <laughs> this is just something and it's something quick I can show people to be like this is how good this thing I like is. It was so clever. I just thought I I, I could not get over how smart it was and that sounds really condescending. But I was like well done WWE. Right. Someone gets a a prize or a raise. One or the other, probably not a raise, probably a prize, probably something they don't want. But I just thought it was so <laughs> smart when I was thinking about it as like all those people that are at Super Bowl parties at their buddy's house and their 
body is like, I don't want to watch Maroon 5 again for reasons disclosed already on this podcast. But let's watch this halftime heat thing. And how many dudes and lady dudes and friends of friends ended up watching that show, watching guys they can only see on the network and then went home and subscribed to the network? They, It's genius. And it was well done. And it was fun. And also, I just love Velveteen Dream. And this is now a Velveteen Dream podcast of just loving him. Sure. I'm 100% on board with that. Omar, what'd you think? I loved it entirely. Uh, It also showed a lot of like character development for Velveteen Dream Mm because this is like the one time where he's like actually like sharing the spotlight Mm -hmm. and he's not like, there wasn't any like riffing back, like in character, there wasn't any like arguing with his people or anything like that. Like he wasn't like a pompous heel or anything. It was like, oh, this is one part of uh, NXT and this is one trifecta in NXT. And my favorite part is like after the match, they were like doing like a like a like a, a closing promo. It looked like a rapper is like like, like they're about to cipher and it's going back and forth. It was incredible. And Ricochet was just doing ad libs in the back. Oh, you can try and beat us, but you can't. You can try. It was it was a per- it was so it's it's so good. How it was so great. He's he's so good at flipping. It's his best thing. He's he, he's he's very good at flipping, and the talking is getting there. Yeah. It's strong core. It's the core. That's the secret to it all. I, I love when he says homeboy. Whenever he says homeboy, I, I, it does something for me. I don't know what it is. It does something for me. Look at homeboy. I'm like, oh, he said boy, it. He did the thing. I remember his name is Trevor. That's who I only found <laughs> was called Trevor. Trevor. Man. And I'm always like, come on, Trev. But bless him. Yeah. Yeah. We also learned through a leak that there's going to be an international Superstar shakeup that's taking place, I believe, yes. in Montreal. Yes, the week is that after right? Mania. It's going to be the week after Mania, mm-hmm. so it won't be immediately after because that is just a banana shit yeah, show. Yeah, because you just have to write more after Mania off these days. Exactly. Yeah, but, sadly, but the next week they will do it international, which could be a reference to just to its location, but could also be a reference to some international superstars maybe making their way up, like a Pete Dunn. People who who perhaps That's were time. It's right. It's time. Yeah, because he's going to drop to Walter right at Takeover in Brooklyn. I would imagine it's about time. He's yeah. done everything he could do with that title. There's yes. not much else. Putting the NXT title on him, I mean, it makes he's great. It would make sense, but I don't think it doesn't. Uh, he's not him. needed. It do, yeah. No. He doesn't need that title. Nope. Putting him on SmackDown, SmackDown specifically, yep. and having him feud with guys like Andrade. And only SmackDown and only SmackDown. Or Daniel, imagine him and Daniel Bryan having a match. I would love to see him against Daniel Bryan, but I would love to see him come for the US title and say it first and put some Mm. prestige on that title because he could say, I was the UK champion for, because it's not the NXT UK belt, it's the WWE UK championship. Right. Yeah. So he could say, I've been the UK championship, now I want the US championship, and then you move up to the world championship. And that would be an amazing. Direction for him, I think that would be amazing. And I, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. How nice would that U.S. title look hanging out of his mouth? Oh, it would look, it look so great. <laughs> I, all mouth titles from now on. Yep. Yeah. I just think <laughs> that's my I, new fetish. That I just be hope part of the tryout. I hope he doesn't have. <laughs> can if you he, hold a title in your mouth? If he has any fillings, I just, all I can imagine. He is might like be one of the only Brits middle. that's capable. I mean, I've been in braces for four years since I got to LA. They were like, "Get your nasty British teeth out of this town." We actually, so. um, we, it's not just Brits; it's everyone. We actually um, assign you braces when you come in. No, either you're, it's either braces or it's going to be some uh, some porcelain fills. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You have to choose. Let's talk about this week. What's happened so far? We did uh, miss out on something from last week, though, before we do that, uh, which is this mic work from Samoa Joe. Let's hear a clip. I ain't asking for permission. I came to put a champion to sleep. 
and I suggest all four of you get out of my way. And trust me, Randy, I know I need to size up with you. And when I defang the Viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. I don't Keep on talking, Jeff. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? Oh. <laughs> and Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are, but let me leave you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Oh my god, cut a promo on my pussy. <laughs> I felt bad for Mustafa. Mustafa was like, I didn't even do anything. I didn't even get to talk. I was just standing here, man. I was just standing here. I just, I feel bad for me and Danielle because I yeah. think it made us feel feelings. I just, that whole ring I feel like needed to be aired out after he was done. <laughs> Everyone like... in, the, in the crowd just lit a cigarette and they were just like, okay. <laughs> Like y'all good? Cause I'm good. Y'all want y'all want some in and out? Like what are we doing? He really just went in, just like aired out the whole building. Like he just like literally shot up the club. Like damn, like Joe, man, come on, man. Julian, can can our first T-shirt please be cut a promo on my pussy? <laughs> Is that possible? Can we do that. Girl, could I want that. Didn't look. I I don't think any of us would argue against Samoa Joe being a a great mic worker. He's so good on the stick and also very good in the ring. Mm. However, at this point, has has his character, in terms of how how he has been portrayed, does that line up? Like he comes comes in, cuts. I, I don't I don't think this is the promo of his lifetime. It is a great five star promo. I th- I think to say that would be like. He can't do this anytime he wants. Oh, I, I think, think that's can. just him getting up, going to work. Exactly. Like he's that good. Yeah. yeah. But anytime he's in a big match, he loses. He loses time and time again. Mm-hmm. That's all he's done on the main roster. So for me as a as a fan, even as like a, a guy who's like, I want to be a smart fan. I want to know what's going on. But for me as a fan, just just this character, I love everything about him except how often he loses. And I don't feel he's a real threat, which maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe that's because they're planning to switch the title onto him in some disputed uh-huh. way and make that a multi-person match. I, I don't yeah. know, but it feels like it has no teeth. Do you all feel that way as well? I agree. And it's been this way. And we've always talked about like how poor the booking has been. And we always, he's a Rusev where it's like we, he can do yes. anything in any circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we always get our hopes up about it working out and, and it being like Samoa Joe's month or year mm-hmm. or season or whatever. Uh-huh. And then it doesn't happen. And one of these days they have to pull the trigger on him because I do feel like Samoa Joe is one of those dudes where he will straight up leave. Same. It's, it's like you're doing so well. So like when do I get rewarded for my work? I mean, you, he's patient too. Like, so it's just like, when does my time come? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing, be- I'm exceeding what I'm supposed to be doing. So when do I get my shine? It's been like, what, two, is it two years now? Is it going on two years that he's been up, called up? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if we're playing like the patient game, right? Like everything in due time, but like, damn man, like the smoke, the smoke is going off. Like when, when does it happen for him? So I'm hoping maybe now finally 
this is his like this is it is his reign now. Yeah, I, I just think that he's one of these people that gets taken for granted because they know at any point they can heat him up and something can happen with him. And so they keep being like, oh, well, we still have Joe if anything goes wrong. We still have Joe if anything goes wrong. We still have Rusev if anything goes wrong. We still have all of these people. You know, we still have Nakamura. We still have any of these people that we can heat up at any second. And it's like, y'all got to stop taking these talents that you have for granted. Like, we're not in a place, I think, right now with the industry where you can really feel comfortable doing that. Yes. Well, now, speaking of uh, Nakamura, he's now in a tag team with Rusev, and yeah. Rusev's now a heel again. Yeah, that's the thing. Is he going to become... I don't know. Is he going to become the big show? Rusev? Where, where they turn him yeah. to my... Oh, no, 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 no. no. Is the big show. So... Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. The thing I hated... Well, no, I did hate it, but the thing I hated about it was... <laughs> yeah, okay, to clarify. The thing I hated was foreigners let's put foreigners together and have them be yeah. bad guys and i'm like oh come on um, but then i also got to see nakamura fight the club so that made me really happy that gave me joy mm. um i i enjoyed lana motivating nakamura i thought that was pretty good fun <laughs> um i just want to know th th why and if there's a reason i mean i would love to think they did take these two guys in and say look we have a plan maybe we're bringing pete dunn up maybe we have these guys in the main title right now so you guys aren't going to work in any of those storylines, but we want you to be legitimate tag team contenders. We're trying to rebuild our tag team brand. We've got Shane and Miz, <laughs> the oh, champions. God. They're holding it for now, but we need a real story and a real plan, and you guys have beef with them, so like, maybe that's where we go from here. I'd love that to be the truth, but I don't know if it was just like, we have these two guys who are kind of popular and silly and weird, and they're both foreign, so now they're a thing. I think that would be... I mean, I, I would like to think... Um, also being optimistic that with the with them introducing the women's tag team titles, it's a it's a chance for them to invigorate all of the yes. tag titles. It's a it's like it's a sh it, it can be a shot in the arm for the tag division. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. I'm really hoping that that's what they're going to do. And look at Sheamus and Cesaro. They came together after they've been fighting each other. That's how they became a tag team, and that's that's worked out for them. That and now we get kilts. Story, yeah, but they were fighting for a title shot. Yes, they were, and they, it was and their they best tied. of seven, and they tied. Um, but, you know, Rusev and Nakamura have had this messiness over the U.S. title, so they have this contention that's brought them to be in the same place at the same time. So I'm not, I don't think it can't work. I just want to see how it's going to work. Oh, my God. I want more than anything. Okay, so bring out, I can't think of his name right now. I'm the worst. Bring out Home Dude, who does the live violin. Have him come out, do the violin. Have Lana come out. Do interpretive dance. Doing some sweet ballet. Doing some sweet, sweet yes. ballet. Maybe some ballet hip hop because that's her weird thing. <laughs> it's weird, but it's what she does. It's fine. And then, uh, and then you can have the Rusev and the Nakamura come out and both do their version of the Nakamura entrance. Yes. Give yes. me, mm. give me this before I die. Yes. <laughs> it's not too much to ask for. I 90% guarantee you they'll ruin this. I yep. And that's just track record. <laughs> that's just track record. Let's well, me move and Omar, on, Me and Omar are here to be the 10% cheerful, <laughs> optimistic let's, people. Let's move elsewhere in SmackDown and talk about something happy, uh, which is Becky Lynch smacking the taste out of Triple H's mouth. <laughs> I did after, after she After she smacked around his wife on Raw. Oh, give it to me. Please. Everybody gets it. Right in my cup so I can drink it up. <laughs> a lot of this feels like a backdoor way to put Charlotte into the match, especially after she came out at the beginning of SmackDown as sort of Triple H's lapdog. I do like that Triple H was like, this ain't got nothing to do with you, girl. Yeah. Go back home. Yeah, but she listened. 
so she's trying to like ingratiate her way into the, she's yeah. she's gonna become I mean, but she's being she's doing what she's doing really well yes, I and mean, she looks great amazing she looked, amazing. She looked incredible her last new night. gear is fantastic new gear, her, new, her hair, new makeup and everything everything yeah. looks her heel so hair and her heel perfect. makeup is fantastic um and it's that smarmy yeah. i mean we've seen her be cocky arrogant and it's just that she's she deserves everything. So you know, be super entitled before, but seeing this new smarmy, like I'm with you guys, Charlotte, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm into this. I, I like, like it. this. Yeah, because yeah, she needs to change it up to get into this match yeah. and to make us care about her being in this match because she's going to be. So let's all just accept it now and sure. try and move past our, our feelings. Um, and I just think this is a really good way of doing it is to change her up, to make her slightly different. We don't get a repeat of what we saw with Becky, Charlotte, Carmella. We're going to get something else if I can get a different Charlotte. So I'm into it. Yeah, and she's been really great on social media. Omar, would you, do you also prefer a one-on-one match between Lynch and Rousey? I think to keep everyone engaged, it's smart in a way to be like, oh man, I really hope Charlotte, will Charlotte be in it, will she not? But I think I would sure. like just this one-on-one because I mean, because that's what you wanted, we wanted to see before back at, what was it, when she was injured for SummerSlam, was it? Survivor mm-hmm. Series. Yeah, Survivor Series, my mm-hmm. fault. But I mean, it, it would be incredible with Charlotte there, but I really, like, it's, it's, it's what Becky's been saying all along. Like, you keep waking your way into my moments. I did this, and keep, everything keeps getting handed to you. It would be, like, a lot if it's just, if it's just her, just those two uh, headlines. I think it would be great. Yeah. Let's switch over to Raw, where Dean Ambrose, amid all the word that he's leaving in a couple months, interrupted a moment of bliss. The Alexa interviewing EC3, uh, oh, and he man. said this. I'm going to take over this interview now, okay? I got some rapid-fire questions. Get him, Dean. <laughs> what does EC3 mean? Where are EC1 and 2? <laughs> Those questions have been answered. At home and dead. Who does your hair? Are you a Creed fan? You look like a Creed fan to me. Why do you hang around backstage like, like some kind of mute Chippendale dancer <laughs> instead of getting in that ring? Oh! oh! EC3 had heard enough. He just decked Ambrose. I'm going to have to work on those interview skills with him. <laughs> uh, oh, Renee. Renee. The oh, best. Renee saves the day. <laughs> I like this version, but I mean, it feels like he is on his way out, but I like this version of Dean, like where he's just like, he's like the quips and the quick wit. I like this version of him. It's the honor, right? You you, you do the job out and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. I also wonder who's going to say something first, EC3 or Tamina? Because like, he's almost catching up with this. <laughs> <different. Dean's laughs> <quiet. laughs> I love EC3. I love, I, I waiting for him to be there. And um I mean, who better? It's it's like, it's such like a, mon- like a monkey's paw thing. Like, oh, EC3 gets up, but like, damn, Dean, man. But I hope this Dean keeps like it's he gets to be this way like just shooting off like how he wants. I hate the what? the things he said are gonna stick. Yeah. And Vince is gonna be like he uh, does look like a Chippendale dancer. Oh, <laughs> oh, fantastic! And that that just made me uncomfortable. It wasn't the Dean of it that upset me. It was the fact that it was being directed at AC3 the way of what he was saying. Who had not spoken oh. a word on live spoken. television yet. It was weird that he came out to do the interview in his gear when he's been yes. shown in all of his promos in yeah. a suit. So that already yeah. felt kind of odd. <laughs> right. Then they played this really weird sexual tension angle between him and Alexa, which was I odd. don't need it. No, don't want didn't it. need nope. it, didn't like nope. it, didn't want it. They're both better than that. It was unnecessary. And they had him being kind of goofy, like doing his little dance on the edge of his chair. Like I don't know if he was genuinely nervous or uncomfortable in some way. It seems like he wouldn't be. But then to have Dean come out and make fun of him, 
takes away his legitimacy, takes away his power. Because he hasn't it, really done... No, he hasn't like, done anything yet. He hasn't done anything. So yeah. you, can't, you can't chop his legs out when he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. He, he's coming yeah. in as a blank slate. that He did nothing really of note in NXT. We, the, the assumption should be, for fans watching the show, that they've never seen TNA in their lives. Yeah. And yep. why on earth would they? Uh, so all Many they know... Reasons. All they know so far is if they've seen the video packages, EC3 is short-term Mostly renting. He's, he's renting a place at Archstone Apartments that he has not yet furnished. He's showering in a porno. He's got a, yeah. He's either going they to masturbate They do in Florida now since we, since we started doing those condom laws in California. He's, yeah. He's like, listen, I'm going to cut a promo on that pussy. 100%. Full blast. Uh <laughs> Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle have finally gotten their revenge on Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Can this be over? Yes, That's my question. Why is he still dressed like he owns a a nightclub in Miami? I'm 90% sure that you just cast Baron Corbin as a diaphragm. Yeah. (laughs) He does does look like Pitbull's uncle. (laughs) He's Mr. Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Uh, If he has any other role at WrestleMania other than being Pitbull or Flo Rida's hype man, I I won't go. Yeah, no, thank you. I won't go. His song doesn't match his gear either. That's another thing. Like, it's a weird, like, what is your character now? Because your song doesn't match. It was like when Randy Orton first got the vo- the voices thing and it was like that doesn't make his character then he like morphed into it but like Baron's like he's morphing out of his character now so it's like what well, what I don't get it like, I don't get it you a lone wolf and not lower middle management his... I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it looks like he's wrestling on his breaks from hula hands <laughs> yes it does look that way like he smells like old French onion soup <laughs> you just know from looking at him that shirt is not no matter right. how many times you launder it the grease never goes away but he's great at taking care of that line at islands he <laughs> yeah he's really really good I mean no, he will get you seated in the next five minutes it's fine just take the little buzzing thing well, do not come before that bus goes yeah. off he should have one of those what would they do put him in a tag team if it is Drew McIntyre and he gives Drew McIntyre one of those buzzers and when the buzzer goes off that's when he tags him that's when Drew knows it's his time to come in Okay, I want that so bad because you could actually put that on those LED posts. And then every time they win, they get a new button for their vest (laughs) until they fill up their flare collection. I'm the new Ric Flair. (laughs) Just about next year's Royal Rumble. Five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Let's say Asuka had a promo video this week. So a, yeah. a lot of the attention in the women's division mm-hmm. has been given to the upcoming tag titles, rightfully so, mm-hmm. and the story between Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and and Charlotte Flair. Where does uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Omar? Where does Oscar fit in all of this as we head towards WrestleMania? She, does she feel like the odd woman out? I think it's what they should be doing. What they're only bringing her in, like not like Brock Lesnar, but like it's okay to have her miss some weeks so that when she is there, it's it's more special and it's more like a. It's a bigger build. Uh, it feels like it's what they should have done with her a while ago, before she, after maybe after the streak or something like that. Because like to like because she lost so much. Now it's kind of like all right, well let's keep her away, and now we can like you know now she's got the title again. This these small appearances, these packages here, like almost like a re, not a rebranding, but like I guess a repackaging in a sense, mm-hmm. just to build her up again. I I like that. That I think is a good idea with keeping her away, and um, and also like when you start thinking about where's oh where's Oscar, she'll just. Be back on another match killing somebody else. Like, oh, yeah, she's a killer. That's all you need to be reminded of her. Yeah. Gotcha. What do you think? I don't hate it um, because, yeah, I, I agree with Omar on that. That I, There's so much going on with the women. Becky is on both shows. They are building that match because they have to. If it is going to be sure. the main event of WrestleMania or now, as we're saying, 
a main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I they need that to be. I don't want sacrifice Oscar or Oscar's time, Oscar's important, Oscar's relevance. But that match, so much hangs on it, and it's like historical importance hangs on it. So that needs the time. Plus, we're also trying to introduce the women's tag team, and that is going to take up a lot of time. Yes. So for me, I'm fine with them taking her out, putting on these awesome promos where they build her up to look like such a powerful, intimidating machine that she can just come in and Uh kill and that you're not ready and no one expects it. And she's so enigmatic and exciting that we can just do these videos. And then I would have her come back after Elimination Chamber when the field is clear again. But then they need to work so hard to establish her a story for Mania. Agreed. Because mm-hmm. right now everyone's trying for the tag belt, right? Like the whole division is hitting up these women's tag belts. So there's no one for her to feud with. And until you have a legit awesome feud, she should stay away. Because I don't want her just floating around. Finally, one more item. Big report going around that Seth Rollins could be working hurt as he prepares for his universal title match at Mania. Uh, Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah, always working he, her. He I feel hurt. like that boy is just constantly slightly broken. He, he doesn't have to be on camera wrestling a ton because he's wrestling a guy who's not on camera really yeah. ever. Yeah. So he can just come out and cut promos. What do you think the chances are he'll be close to 100% by the time we hit WrestleMania? I bet he'll hurt. be fine. Again, because you're right. He's he, When you're wrestling someone who already has a limited schedule, all he has to do is come out, cut some promos, rehab, maybe take a couple of like you know spears or a suplex or something. Um, but mostly, it'll give him a chance to kind of rest. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it's. I think he'll be maybe not one hundred percent because none of them ever are. No, from the first time they walk into a ring, but probably like the eighty five percent they all aspire to be. Yeah, but he won't miss it. There's no way he's gonna miss it. No way. I interviewed him before Mania in. I think it was. I want to say. Orlando it was and he was really sick it was the day before uh, at the press junket at Radio Row and he was so ill he had a raging cold he was like chugging back energy drinks and vitamin C drinks and stuff and he still did Radio Row because he didn't want to miss the chance to talk to everybody Um, and we were you know like oh are you going to be okay for the match and he was like I will not miss this match and I will never miss this match and I'm like oh you you mean this and you feel this forever you just like signed a contract in your own blood he's not going to miss it (laughs) They could give him a wooden leg on the day and he'd be like, I'll work it in. That guy cares too much about what he does. Yeah, seriously, Colby. Omar, since we we only have you for this week, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Do you think Seth Rollins is the right guy to take the title off of Brock Lesnar? It makes sense. He's the fighting guy. He's been there a long. It, it, it's like it's not like a reward. He's earned it. Seth is the only one now. After I mean, Finn lost. He's the only one that like it kind of it makes the most sense for in my in my eyes. I guess he's you know he's also a workhorse. A workhorse. It, that's, it's another story too because you're kind of like taking the taking the reins from Roman, and now you're the guy. So what will happen when Roman comes back? You know, however many years later, that's going to be like an interesting dynamic between them as well. It's good for I think it's good for story. All right, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed so far at Facebook.com/group/tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we'll talk about the build towards the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. You're listening to Tights and Fights. Hey everyone, it's John Roderick from the Friendly Fire Podcast, here with Adam Pranica and Ben Harrison. When was the last time you really liked watching a war film? With Friendly Fire, you get to do it with us! Yeah, 
You don't even necessarily have to have seen the movie to get a lot out of an episode of Friendly Fire. In many cases, we would recommend that you not watch the movie because there are some really, really bad war movies. But a bad war movie makes a great war movie podcast. And in all cases, we recommend you listen to our show. (laughs) So subscribe and download to Friendly Fire wherever you get your podcasts. To the victor, go the spoiler alerts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. And... Omar Holman. This week, we want to give one part of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Whoa! In just a few weeks, WWE will crown its inaugural Women's Tag Team Champions. So, now that we've had a few weeks to let it all settle in... How excited are you, number one, for the tag titles to finally be here? I know we've talked about them a lot on this podcast and wanting them. Yeah, we were. And uh, what are your hopes for uh, for where they may end up immediately? We're going to talk a little bit later where we want to be down the line, but what do you want to happen immediately after? Where do you see it going? Because there's only one set of tag championships. Danielle, you've been talking about this longer than anybody that I know, so please. I know that this is going to be one of those things where everyone's going to be like, what, what, what? I love Sasha and Bailey. I want them on the Iconics. Put them on an actual tag team that mm-hmm. isn't working together oh. as a team. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. And I want them to be really cowardly and sneaky and hold on to them because they are so precious for so long. I want them to like really cherish it. And I think it would play into their gimmicks so well. And they they love each other so much, yeah. too. And like for them, honestly, for me, I feel like them getting the tag team titles is like would be their friendship version of getting married. And, like that's, <laughs> and I feel like the show would treat it that way. Yeah. Um, and come on, how badly do you want that? And it's I want safer the... in SmackDown. It's safer on SmackDown. I want the sure. consummation of their true love and friendship to be <laughs> with these two tag titles. Come on. Yeah. And I think you've also got Mandy and Sonya over there who are more of a tag team than not. There's a lot more opportunity. I think they do need to bring some women up to flesh out. Well, I'm wondering straight if after. what I would like, honestly, I like the idea that you have one set of titles, but you have two full-ass divisions mm-hmm. on both shows actively fighting for it. As we've seen this week with Becky going back and forth and yep. back and forth, I know it can be a lot, but it's kind of exciting to have some people be able to bop back and forth. You don't want to do it all the time because then it gets really stale and lame, but especially going into this Fox thing, I think that that builds extra excitement to be able to have people kind of bop back and forth. First of all, 100% agree. I think the Iconics are the right choice to put the titles on because they are the perfect sort of chicken shit heels. Yep. And it's a great story between the two of them. And it gives you a ton of options for who can challenge them, heel and, and face alike, because they can just be hated by everybody. Yeah, because mm-hmm. literally the only people they love is each other. But I, I think <laughs> I, I think the way it works best, and then, then Omar, I, I want to hear what you think, obviously. Uh, I think the way it works best is you go month by month. So the first month... You have, uh, it's the tag division on SmackDown, let's say. So everybody on SmackDown is trying to become the number one contender, and then you have a program there. Meanwhile, on Raw, that tag division is shuffling and wrestling one another for the right to be the next person up. I don't disagree with that. The next team up. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that that could be great. Omar, what do you think? You want the women's tag team titles 
on the iconic. You gotta be joking me! I can't do her accent. <laughs> <laughs> I am horrible at the accent. <laughs> I'm great at him. I'm actually Lindsay. I, people don't know this. <laughs> I and then Lin- exist. And then Lindsay is just doing mine, so she's just adding extra R's to everything. It's very <laughs> And I'm a hologram. <laughs> a hologram. I'm a hologram. Oh. <laughs> but oh, so who do you, who do you put him on? I didn't actually think about the Iconics until uh, Daniel broke it down like that. I'm like, damn, she's right. Because I've been following like um, Sasha and Bailey so much. And I know, like, you know, the actual friends are part of the Four Horsewomen. And like, all right, they decided, hey, we want, we want to do this together. And I like the whole, like, um, they show, like, you know, video of them training, uh, training, be taxing. I like, I like, I'm a sucker for that build. I'm a sucker for that, like, that build. Like, all right, let's, bec- let's become this thing. So it's like this building to... Like they're unifying their styles together as a tag team, as opposed to the Iconics, who like already are. I would have Bailey and Sasha win it, and then have the Iconics like kind of steal it from them because I I gotta go with Bailey and Sasha, man. I want it for them so badly. Look, I get it, I get it. I I feel so bad uh, 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 recommending things against my wife, but yeah, sometimes how is this gonna go at dinner time? How is she gonna feel? Yeah, she hears look, this. She look, listens. I have to go and pick up more Instapot liners. Uh, I'll I'll make her I'll make her some Instapot protein, and we'll just talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here are the, here are all the teams. Just to recap, we talked about the Iconics, the Boston Hug Connection. We've talked a little bit about Absolution. We've also got Riot Squad and Naya and Tamina. I do want to say, and I try and be a voice of positivity in the world, but sweet Jesus, when Mandy, Rose, and Sonia announced their new tag team name, I was a little bit upset. You don't like And they had Absolution already, and instead we're going with Fire and Desire. Yeah. Mm. That's a thing. That's a, that's a, that's a romance. That's what we used to do. It's actually it's an actual song. Can't they do that? It's the, not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. That's the name for a tag team between Rick Martell and Adam Bomb. <laughs> that's fire and desire right there. That's what it is. It just pisses me off, and there's no need. And I, if you're gonna have them be a tag team and have them taken seriously, give them team music. Don't make them come out to a song that goes, Mandy. Because yeah. that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to make Sonya have to come out to that nonsense. <laughs> Uh, this is progress. Yes. Women's tag titles are great. Historically, WWE has done a poor job of booking its women mm-hmm. and yes. and a a terrible job, separately, a terrible job of booking tag teams. Yep. Omar, is this a case where, where those two negatives can somehow be uh, multiplied by one another to create a positive? <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so, but I... I don't know. Because, like, all right, you have this now. Because you're going to have to build more. You're going to need more women to come tag teams as well. Mm-hmm. But we saw how you failed with the men. So what will make it – my question is, like, how will you not fail with the women's now instead, like, once he, like, gets – I guess once it gets cold. Because, like, once they have the title, it's like, all right, we have it. Now what? I just <laughs> – y'all been snatching my hope already, man. Because I know – I know. Sorry, it's what no, we do. you don't have to have – we all we – all, look – Two-thirds of us in this podcast always have hope. Am I one of the two-thirds? No. Well, some of the people some of the time, Hal. What will let us look back in a year and say this was successful? What happens over the course of the year? Is it marquee matches? Is it continually keeping on television? Is it it managing? It definitely definitely needs to be pushed front and center. I need to see it. Mm -hmm. I want to see it, and I want to see it fought over. I want to see women genuinely, genuinely fighting over it without Mm -hmm. ridiculous angles that involve dudes ever. Ever. Uh, I, I, 
I I have so much hope. I am so concerned that this is going to be relegated to a pre-show title. Mm-hmm. Um, that they aren't going to have enough women to support a tag team belt and the two main belts and do it with the respect and credibility they all deserve. Right. And they do have these mm. incredible women, but they don't give them the time. So this is the thing. It needs time. That's what I think it needs more than anything else. Uh-huh. They need to commit and dedicate to giving all three women's championships time. Okay. And they haven't even committed to giving the two women's belts time. Exactly. Mm. Just like you uh, said with how they were keeping Asuka off for a while. And then like, well, you know, with the whole video and packaging and everything like that. Maybe it's the same thing. When Asuka's not there, then you have the tag titles front and center. Have them like all right, for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then you can give them like some, give them the night off. Asuka's there, like maybe on and off that way. It's like, oh, that, that way it keeps it in focus. And it gets people like, you know, off time and like lets them go away for a while so they can be missed and shit like that. And the other women that are tagging together build up so they can, when they challenge for those titles, all right, we're here. We can, you can square up now. I do understand that. And I completely understand where that's coming from. But then I'm just like, I don't feel like ladies should have to go away to make time for the boys because they're not going to take the boys oh, off. I even, you know, oh, I know okay. that's, not you're what right, you're right. that's not what you're saying at all. And that's yeah. probably what they're going to do. They're going to be like, well, ladies, you wanted these? Like, these are your choices now. This but is it, the only time you can get a second storyline. Yeah. But what Omar said mm. is something that I, yeah. I had the same thought. And I think uh, you stumbled into, and, and me as well, is this idea that we're conditioned WWE's conditioned us to if there's a show, you're lucky if 20% of the time yeah. is is given to women. That is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the times when it does it, it feels like a very special episode. Yeah. For 30 minutes per night, how are they going to make all this work? The uh the answer is you don't need Jeff Jarrett out yep. there. He yep. does nothing. Yep. You you know And Road Dog now. And Road Dog Why? now. Wasn't that Why? fun? For in, everyone. In, a, in a New Jersey. We're finally Why? getting we're finally getting that mid to late nineties storyline that they never yeah. were able to follow and through. Yeah, thank God I'm Why? getting Shane McMahon on TV. Although I think he wasn't on last night, right? He's probably broken. <laughs> probably yeah. buying some new jeans. I feel like I pitched this on a podcast like a month or so ago because I thought it would be funny. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Well, Jeff Jarrett? Well, yeah. This is yeah. the benefit of experience. You wanted Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but I, I thought it would be funny. I wasn't pitching it as a real. F- okay. No, this is what we. This why <laughs> people, Julian, have to be careful what they ask for. Yeah, Julian. On podcasts on the internet. I yeah. never wanted Jeff Jarrett back. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I Did thought you... it would be funny. I didn't think they'd actually do nah, it. Nah, man. Did you say Jeff Jarrett's name while doing curls into a mirror five times? <laughs> is that what you did, Julian? <laughs> Listening to the song on his Apple Watch. Yeah. (laughs) You listen to my baby tonight. Hearing Road Dog say shiznit. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. We don't even do that now. For Like it made sense when we were doing that for radio edits. (sighs) Listen. Women's tag belt. Yeah. If you've got any thizots on the women's tag titles, (laughs) let us know about them at facebook.com slizzash groups, slizzash tights fights, and at tights fights on Twizitter and Instagrism. When we come back, we've got some thizzings from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That shiznit's up next on tights and fights. Designs into tights. Word. Hey, it's Janet Varney of the JV Club podcast, and I am so excited to be joining Maximum Fun. If you're not yet familiar with the JV Club, it's a podcast with me and some of my favorite women, and in the summer, men, as we explore the highs and lows of our terrible teenage years into what I like to call our adult lessons. 
For example, you can hear about Alison Bree's humiliating moment at a gymnastics competition. You can hear about Jesse Thorne's incredibly salty language in English class. Or let Busy Phillips tell you how she met Sharon Stone at an Arizona toy fair, somehow. You can join me and all my once awkward friends every Thursday by subscribing to the JV Club at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelp. And... Omar Holman. Every week we end the show by sharing the joy of pro wrestling with you. Well, most times we do. This is the five count. You heard me right. In honor of Big E, we're doing a five count today. And everybody else who did that gimmick. Let's start with our guests. You're up first, Omar. What do you want to put over? Uh, the women's division, Ember Moon, everybody in it, because that's the whole reason I watch wrestling for now, well, at least WWE. That's all. Yeah, that's, it. that's great. Enough yeah. said. That's Enough said. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> all right. Danielle, what do you want to put over? Okay, I'm putting over two things. First of all, I'm putting over, <laughs> it's quick, Mustafa Ali, um, putting Ooh. up that picture of him with a busted ass eye. Oh, ow, ow, I, I, I love, saw that. I ow. love you, Mustafa oh. Ali. Thank you for showing us that I this mean, thing. I mean, what if he had a contact lens in on that thing? Oh, oh very uh. painful. And then secondly, I am putting over the campaign for Drew Gulak to join NXT. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, this is what's going to get Hal asking the universe for a favor. For Gulak? Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Listen. Fellow he's, boy. He he will rise to the top. He is cream. <laughs> you already believe you already believe. He is, he is cream Abdul Jabbar. He will rise to the top. <laughs> and be a legend. Crop. The captain of my heart. <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, I am gonna put over the uh, Worlds Collide tournament that was on the network Woo! and on Woo! dot com last weekend. Um if you haven't seen it. Uh, the special presentation that was on the network is great. It's a condensed version, so it just shows you um, some of the highlight matches. The rest of the matches are online. It was really, really fun to see people fight who don't usually fight, so I really enjoyed that. They put Devitt over really hard. Uh, he looked amazing. Dream obviously looked amazing. Mm. It's just a really, really fun way to spend a couple of hours if you want to see some of the guys from NXT UK, NXT Regular, and 205. Although, also do a small cry when you realize they put NXT way ahead of all the 205 guys when they come out. You're like, aww, they mm-hmm. work here too. Mm. Uh, but it was a pretty good pretty good uh, way to spend a couple of hours. Drew Gulak for NXT forever. Uh, Always. In, a, in honor of tag teams in Elimination Chamber matches, I want to put over the 2015 tag team Elimination Chamber match, which featured a heel New Day team with their newly won titles. Uh, it is a great match. I believe it is the last match uh, that Tyson Kidd that was his last Aww. major match uh, with with Cesaro. Because he got team, put out in a dark match, which right? was a great team. Yeah, yeah he got put out after Joe? that. Uh, but g- uh-huh. great match, top to bottom, uh, really worth watching. And if you haven't seen, or if you're like, I don't know how a tag match in Elimination Chamber is going to work or how it can work, uh, that is a great example, a great blueprint for future matches. And I said it was a five count. Julian, you have something to put over. Yeah, I um, am going to give a shout out to our listener, uh, Cantrale Amos. Uh, He was a really nice dude. He messaged me. He's part of the Facebook group and said, hey, 
I really like drawing wrestlers and I really like working off of photo stuff so I could really use um, some inspiration. So what would you want me to draw? So I sent him a picture of when Eddie Guerrero won the championship. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's ah. like, it's always stuck with me ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even watching wrestling that much at this point, but I had to see Eddie holding the Mexican flag and the WWE title as everybody celebrated around him. Um, so I sent him that and he sent me a really, really cool, uh, image that he did. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. I sent it to you guys. I'm going to link to all of his stuff, but on Instagram, he is, let me check, uh, also underscore obscuro, which, uh, if you speak Spanish, that means, um, dark bear, I believe. I'll just turn in my brown card if I got that wrong. But, um, yes, Afro-Latino. Get your Afro-Latino out. But that is so great. I, I really appreciate it, Cantrale. Uh, I can't wait to link to all your stuff, and you guys should all go check him out. He's awesome. Thank oh, you. Right. Uh, great. And uh, one thing, and I will, I, I guess this is a really quick club. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I got to talk a lot about Eddie Guerrero on a popular thing for College Humor, and I will let you all know when it's out. Oh, nice. hey. Omar, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you, of course, work at uh, Black Nerd Problems, yep. the popular website. Please tell everybody, what do you want them to read, listen to, watch? Where can they follow you? The floor is yours. Oh, man. Uh, you can go. Uh, 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 too much pressure. Uh, I feel like Rhonda. Um, you can just follow us at uh, Black Nerd Problems, uh, blacknerdproblems.com, or on Twitter. We have a bunch of stuff up uh, counting, talking about Netflix shows, uh, comic books. We got recaps. We got comic book reviews, even more, and other fun essays and stuff we joke on on pop culture. You can follow the website there. Or you can follow me at uh, Omar Holman, O-M-A-R-H-O-L-M-O-N. I talk about poetry, wrestling, and more pop culture. <laughs> fantastic Pop culture. <laughs> folks if you're a wrestling fan and you're in the bay area of florida come to pensacon it is wow now it is in two weeks two weeks from this coming weekend uh i will be there i'm gonna be moderating a q a with diamond dallas page i think i think that's the case i might be who knows i might be having a chat with christian who Ooh. knows? I don't Ooh. know what I'm doing. Tell I may be doing him. either of those oh. things. I am doing, uh, I'm going to be uh, improvising with my with my pals Mark Gagliardi and Craig Kukowski from the Philly Adventure Hour. I'll be signing stuff. Uh, come hang out. Pensacon.com. It is, uh, it is uh, legitimately a fantastic time and like one of the top cons in the country for me. I just think it's it's great. Top to bottom production from Mike, Steve, Kat, the, the whole crew. Uh, and that is it for me promotionally, Danielle. Um, no, that was it. I mean, uh, follow me on Patreon, find me on Screen Junkies, and hopefully soon other things. Like I said, um, I will let y'all know. Oh, if you do have a college humor dropout, you can find me on the latest episode of Um Actually, where apparently I said something I don't remember saying because I taped it a million years ago that people keep sending to me. That was funny. <laughs> Eventually, I will be on dropout, I believe, talking about a bunch of different stuff. So, yay. All right. Lindsay, books? Books. I'd love it if you bought some books. I mean, preferably mine, but also all books. Books are good for you, everyone. They're great. Full Coverage Beauty Podcast? Full Coverage Beauty Podcast, I've heard, is excellent content. Also, uh, how do you feel about people reading the last chapter of a book before they I don't feel great about read. it, Danielle. I don't feel amazing about it. But as long as you bought that book and the author made royalties, then you do you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do that in the one Barnes & Noble that's left, you guys. Buy the book first. <laughs> 
Our producer is Julian Burrell. I don't know what he's doing in Smash Brothers right now because he didn't give me a script for this part. Hashtag plant gang rise up. (laughs) Hashtag plant gang rise up. Oh, he's got the plant. I don't have that fucking plant yet. Whatever. He says I got an email. I can't prove that. I don't know. Maybe I'll have the plant next time. Who knows? I'll still suck at the game. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. Thank you so much for that, Mike. We miss you. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter and on Instagram. And hey, if you love the podcast, why don't you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, share us with all your friends, leave a review, tell people what you love about the show, and an extra special thank you to the Maximum Fun members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on when we're in here doing our thing. All right, that's it. We cut a promo on that pussy. We are out of here. We're going to be talking some more wrestling next week on Tights and Fights. Bye. Bye. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.